0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart.
1: Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, Blue Wire listeners. Following a team you love in 2019 can be very time consuming. Trying to follow everything happening in sports is almost impossible. And let's be honest, ain't nobody got time to scroll through every app and visit every website on a daily basis, right? So that's why I subscribe to Axios Sports. It's the best free daily newsletter in the land. Now, Axios Sports is a modern sports page delivered directly to your email box. When you sign up for free at sports.axios.com, which is A-X-I-O-S.com, so sports.axios.com, You'll get the best stories from the NBA and NFL to cricket and ping pong and everything in between. Not only will you be all caught up with sports news, you'll be the friend sharing an amazing link with your buddies. So why don't you join the 100,000 sports fans who already get caught up on the day before it even begins. And best of all, there's no paywall, no subscription fee, nothing. This is free, curated sports content delivered directly to you. So sign up for free at sports.axios.com. Again, that's sports.axios.com. Blue wire. In the shotgun, car's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open! James Jones! Touch! big gambler i would play the slots because you know what they say scared money don't make money and i got scared money
0: rogers to the end zone caught for the touchdown james jones
1: john gruden has not coached since 2008 so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise
0: to the next level you know and it's just cali swag
1: good raider nation you're listening to keeping it 300 brought to you by blue wire and our friends at axios and indochino it's your girl fallon smith alongside james jones who's probably in raider nation's doghouse after the packers beat the raiders 42 to 24 jj i know you were happy about it i know you were how (laughs)
0: am i in the doghouse man i didn't play i'm just
1: i'm just saying
0: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I wanted everybody to do good. Nobody to get hurt. Packers win, man. That's that. That's it, man. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I wanted. You're I,
0: wanted right. I wanted. I wanted Derek to play as well as he possibly can. Twelve to play as well as he possibly can. But listen, man. I mean, they ran into a hot Green Bay Packers team, just like everybody has, man. The Green Bay Packers is playing at a high level right now, at home. They ran into...
1: Aaron Rodgers, the goal. Yeah, they
0: they ran into 12, and, I mean, shoot, the the Packers got after him a little bit. Now they got to go back to the drawing board. But even me just watching the game, oh, man, D.C. shorthanded, man. I mean, I know everybody always want to say, man, next man up, the young fella's got to step up. But no Tyrell Williams. The addition of Zay Jones wasn't out there yet. All he really had to throw to was the tight ends, and eventually the Packers got a hold of that. And, and and tried to slow them down.
1: I do have a question, though. Did you get any hate after uh, the game on your Twitter feed? Because I know Packers fans and Raiders fans both follow you. Yeah.
0: No, I didn't get no hate. Okay. I didn't get no hate, yeah.
1: I was just joking and giving you a hard time because don't feel bad. Charles Woodson, did you see all the hate that he was getting? Because... Uh, Raider Nation was not happy because he showed up into the Packers locker room after the game with the Packers hoodie on. But this is what I said, Dude, he was doing interviews for Fox. Yeah. so if the Raiders would have won, I'm assuming that he would have shown up to the Raiders' locker room with the Raiders hoodie on. <laughs> So Raider Nation, just chill out, okay?
0: Yeah, no, it's yeah, you know, we'll work on the TV, man. I think before the game, he had did like a big old special with yeah. Jamal Williams because they they did some stuff. So, I mean, but then again, I mean, he did play at both places too. So why are you mad at him for ha- having a Packers? That's hoodie what I was trying on? to say. I mean, you
1: know too. Is he
0: supposed to just have a hoodie on that just says NFL? I mean, yeah, he did play for both organizations. Know. You know what I'm saying? So listen, what is all? Come on, man. What? What both teams? Yes, Wood throws up the O whenever he can't throw up the O. You know what I'm saying?
1: Now, here's the thing. He did win a Super Bowl with the Packers. He was yes. with the Packers for seven years. But James, he was with the Raiders for 11 11- Okay, and yeah. they drafted him. So I would yeah. feel like your loyalty does lie with Oakland. However, back to the main point, he was working for Fox. They probably yeah. asked him to do that. So Raider Nation, chill out. Pump the brakes a little bit. But we do have to talk about the game. Um, the Raiders, they dropped to three 3-3 and three on the season and finish up their brutal road trip in Houston this week. We're going to discuss that a little bit later. Uh, but I want to remind Raider Nation, your three losses, guys, against KC – Minnesota Green Bay all three playoff teams Um, of course if you're good you know if you're a good team you find ways to beat other good teams but we know the Raiders aren't quite there yet but James as you know winning Houston puts the Raiders in great position Um, and then they have four straight games after their game against the Texans Against teams with losing records, so you know they finally run into their favorable part of the schedule. So not all is lost. Don't start throwing in the towel. Still early, ten oh, games left. Man. You know what I'm saying? Throwing the
0: towel, throwing the towel. They're three and three. That's what I I'm mean, saying. A lot of people wouldn't even expect them to be sitting here at three and three with all the stuff that went on. So
1: Raider Nation's I mean, on the ledge right now. A lot of people yeah. want to jump off the cliff. Tell them to stop. Chill out.
0: Oh man, they are right, man. Good things is gonna happen, man. I'm just, I, man, watching that game. Mm-hmm. Darren Waller, special man. He is special. He's he's special. He He's going to probably be one of the best tight ends in the game, if not the best.
1: I, I 100% and, agree. That's and, why they paid him. You know,
0: after after this season, I don't know if it's too many tight ends that's going to come in and do, do what he does. I mean, you're looking at a guy that's similar to Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. I was going to say that. I'm, I'm out there watching the games, and I'm like, man, they know. They know that DC don't got too many weapons outside, and he has to go to eighty three, and he still making plays.
1: Oh, still making plays, over hundred yards, two touchdowns. You know what I'm
0: saying? So
1: now, with that said, we'll talk about maybe the positives later, but we have to focus on and start with the obvious. Okay, so
0: oh, ne- negative Nancy. But
1: but you have to, but you have to because okay. Obviously, this is a brutal loss. Raider, now, Nation.
0: Raider Nation, now you know, that's how you know Fallon worked in the media world. She always want to bring up the negative, no, negative No, because sales. you have
1: to, you know, because I think Raider Nation <laughs> wants some answers and they probably want to know what you feel because you're a player and you know how it is in certain moments of the game, right? So I have to start with the obvious. Under two minutes to go before the half, James. Yeah. Raiders, they're down 14-10. They're in business, second and goal. And Derek Carr makes a huge mistake for the second time. In his yeah. career, okay? Reaches for the goal line, fumbles it out of the end zone. It's a touchback, green baseball. Aaron Rodgers does what he does, runs a two-minute offense. Packers score before the half. So it's mm-hmm. 21-10 Packers instead of 17-14 Raiders. And even if the Packers would have scored after the Raiders scored, it would have been, what, looking at a 21-17 game at the half. Still nice. The Raiders would have been in business. Instead, Raiders down two scores at the break. Huge momentum swing. And that really is when things got away from the Raiders because they never recovered from that. And I'm not putting all this on Derek Carr, James, because the defense, of course, got torched. But let's keep the topic right now on Derek Carr in that moment. And he said in that moment, you do whatever it is to make a play. Uh, You're facing the Packers. Points are hard to come by, et cetera. He's a competitor, yada, yada, yada. I get all that, but you've already made this mistake before, and it cost the team the game, Cowboys game two years ago, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And by the way, it's second and goal, James. It's not yeah. third or four down. You still had a few more shots. So what was he thinking in that moment?
0: Yeah. Well, you well, you know, first off, I want to I wanna take it back, and I want to talk about the heat of the moment. Okay, fine. Because that same exact play has happened to me twice. Oh. And I reached for the goal line in Atlanta. Linebacker came, diving after me, blasting my elbow. Boom, ball out the back of the pylon. Came in a meeting the next day. Coach E.B. told me, I don't ever want you to lose that. You smell the paint, yeah. you go get the paint however you can get the paint. He said, this right here is a competitive mistake. Okay. This is not like no false start or this is not like no M.A. Misses. This yeah. is you trying to make a play for your team. It's a competitive mistake, and this, and this is what happens. So he said, if you're in this position again, and you diving, or you can reach for the pot, pi- reach for the pylon, and make a play for your team. And I said, no doubt about it. And I did it again. We were playing the Saints. Bam. <laughs> Fumble. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But then I did it again in Minnesota. Touchdown. You know what I'm saying? So it happens. He's trying to make a play for his ball club. We understand it's second down. We understand you got third down and you can possibly get a field goal out of this too. He's on the edge. He thinks he can make it. He's trying to make a play for his ball club to get in the end zone. I understand it happens twice, but it's a competitive mistake. You're trying to get to the end zone. You see the paint, But then I want to bring it back one play earlier. Darren Waller, pick your dang feet up and get in the dang end zone, and it ain't easy. Even- oh, so you're blaming no. that Darren. No, I'm, I'm serious about that because Edgar Bennett, that's on the Raider staff, always used to tell us, if you get third and one, second and one, don't even look to the sideline. Just come running to the sideline because if you can't get a yard, I'm taking you out. Okay. Because when we get second and one and third and one, Nine times out of ten, we probably ain't going to make it. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have to mess around and punt the ball. He don't pick his bunions up. Then Derek Carr tries to make a play. Huge change. Those two plays right there when I was watching the game, I'm like, that is a huge change in this game. Because, number one, first down should have been a touchdown. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, number two, you fumble trying to make a play. And then, 12, get the ball with a minute and 50 seconds and score.
1: Okay. But as a quarterback, James – you have to be the smartest person on the field. I'm sorry. You have to be aware of the situation. That's different between you being a a receiver and a competitor and making that play, and Derek Carr being a quarterback who is not as athletic as uh, James Jones.
0: But it's the the same, Fallon, because he thinks he can get there. He thinks he can make the play, and he's trying to make a play. But like
1: I said, as a quarterback, I feel you have to be uh, (laughs) the smartest person on the field, be aware of the situation. You knew it was second and goal. You knew you had another shot at the touchdown. And it wasn't like... It was fourth quarter, couple seconds left in the game. Whatever. This was late second quarter. You still had plenty of game left. You
0: know it's crazy. It's crazy when I hear fans talk about this play because. So you're
1: mad at me? You're saying like because no, I no, never no, played no, football, not, I shouldn't I'm be not, making these? No, no, okay.
0: no, no. no. I, I, I will never do that to you. I'll never bring up the never played football. Okay. But I, what what's crazy is it's it's always if he does reach over that and score. Top 10. What a play. Nobody. No, you're 100% nothing. correct. 100%. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then you're over there saying right now, Oh my God, that's no, a smart play by right. the quarterback. He reached out. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I'm saying. Like okay. it's a competitive yeah, mistake right. because when Derek Carr's running in his mind, he has a defensive lineman. He thinks I could make it to the pylon and reach and make this play. And it's 1710 us. Okay, But great play by the defense. Bad bounce for the Raiders, ball out the back of the end zone. He's the worst guy, bad decision. No, he's trying to make a play in the heat of the I point.
1: get it. And I hate that everybody is like, "Tara Carson, the worst quarterback ever. I hate him. Trade him. Like Trade him,
0: Raider Nation, to see where you end up.
1: Exactly. Raider Twitter was a little crazy yesterday. I had to, like, block a few people uh, just because I didn't even want to hear all the negativity. Um, but, again, he was trying to make a play. And in my opinion, the smartest play in that moment, James, is to get out of bounds and move on to the next play, your next opportunity. Now.
0: I'm telling you right now, I'm reaching.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm I understand I he's a competitor. I I'm have here.
0: to score a touchdown for my team. Okay. I'm reaching for that, that if I feel like I can get it.
1: I mean, can I at least he reach with two hands? I mean, bruh. I mean, just reach with two hands. Keep it secure. Try to do something like that, not that one-handed bull crap.
0: When you reach him with two hands, he got to turn his whole body. Your momentum already going that way. It's the easiest way is to dive and reach one arm out there, man. And school, school, school. He, he
1: really thinks he's more athletic than he is. I'm not saying he's not athletic, but he really does. I, I love it, but I also like, come on, Derek. He's,
0: he's an athletic kid, man. But the, yeah. the game the game is fast. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So you could think you can run away from people, but they come in DC. Okay. With that
1: said, the the Raiders. We're still going to lose this game, Raider Nation, regardless of what Derek Carr did. I am sorry. Yes, that changed the momentum. But this defense did not have an answer for Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur's offense. Some of Matt LaFleur's designs, like, he called a perfect game, James. Yeah. A perfect game. And in return, Aaron Rodgers Had a perfect passer rating of 158.3. By the way, I'm not sure if you knew this. It was the first ever perfect passer rating by a Green Bay quarterback, at least since they started keeping that stat uh, and tracking the stat back in 1973. Uh, So for you guys who don't know, I'm sure Raider Nation knows, I'm still going to throw the stats out there. 25 of 31, 429 yards, five touchdowns, and he ran for a touchdown. So Packers, they were playing on a short week. Raiders coming off a bye week. Paul Gunther just didn't have his defense ready, James.
0: You know what? <clears throat> if I was the defensive coordinator, and I'm not a coach, yeah, but I remember the GOAT, Charles Woodson, always telling me, the way to beat these special quarterbacks, even if they have so-called good receivers, you have to get up in the face of the receivers and jam them. Mm. I remember when we played Peyton Manning, he had the Colts, he had Marvin Harris, and he had Reggie Wayne. I said, Wood, how are we stopping him?" He said, don't worry about it. He said, we finna make it hard on Peyton Manning. We finna get up in the face of these receivers, me and Al Harris and Charleswood, and we finna, we finna make this thing dirty. And we beat the brakes off of Indy. They couldn't do nothing. Mm. I'm looking at this game. I'm coming into this game, and I'm talking to the people at the network, and I'm like the Raiders might have a chance to really slow down Aaron because there's no Devontae. Yeah. So so what I know the defensive coordinator is going to do is he's going to man up on these young receivers that hasn't really made a lot of plays in this National Football League, get up in their face and jam them and make it hard on Aaron to complete passes. This man came out there in zone. I know. In, In Lambeau Field. He came out there in zone. But not only that, he came out there in zone, wasn't bringing any pressure. Mm. They weren't getting any pressure with the four-man rush. Like, my guy 12 is back there, standing back there having a Dunkin' Donut Chill. and a coffee, or if you like Krispy Kreme Donut, <laughs> he have a Krispy Kreme, or if you like Winchell's, he having Winchell's, or if you like Yum Yum, <laughs> he having Yum Yum Donut, whatever donut shop you like, he having donuts and a cup of coffee, and you're sitting back in zone. Mm. Like, this, this, he's still trying to figure out some chemistry with his receivers. You have tall corners. You have some guys that could play. Man, get up in their face, jam them, redirect them, force Aaron Rodgers to make some tight throws, and bring a little pressure after him. This man came out there in zone. It was hard for me to watch. Like, Yeah. yeah, I wanted the Packers to win. I picked them to win, but I wanted to see a good game. I wanted the Raiders to go. I'm like, you are really sitting out here in zone against... The greatest?
1: That makes no sense.
0: I'm, I'm like, man, come on. I mean, it was
1: a rough day at the office for everyone on defense. Um, I was pumped up for my guy, Max Crosby. He did get a sack on Rodgers. Big mistake, though. I think he did the discount double check, James. Then, then what happened after that? Mm. All downhill from there. So, don't try to taunt the GOAT, because they ain't gonna work. But they absolutely, as you mentioned, had no pass rush. And whew, on the back end, rough day for everyone, especially Gary and Conley. I, I feel like Garen Conley was in quicksand or something. I don't know what was going on. That's what I'm
0: saying. When I watched him a couple times, a couple times he's peaking because he's in zone. He's letting the guys get behind him. You know, Aaron Rodgers, when you're playing a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, Mm -hmm. who can get outside the pocket... Or who can stand in the pocket and buy time and gives his yeah. give his receiver six, seven seconds to get open. When you're in zone, somebody's gonna find that hole.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Was and it's lot only of a while.
0: Yeah, and I'm, watch, I'm watching Collie on a couple plays. He's looking around like thinking the ball's supposed to be out. No, here comes 12 getting out the pocket after he's set in the pocket yeah. for five seconds. And then he get And he's making these throws, man. It's hard. They should have brought pressure. Get the ball out of his hands and challenge the receivers. This
1: was well, crazy. Okay, so they had 429 yards through the air, right? And just 60 rushing yards. So the positive is they did slow down Aaron Jones in the run game. But the Packers averaged 17.2 yards per attempt. They gave up like ten plays of twenty plus yards, James, and they gave up a seventy-four yarder. You saw that, Lord Jesus. Yeah. And those are backbreakers. Now, with that said, yeah, and that
0: was on that was on a simple stick route too, and just miss tackle. MVS down the side, Like, gone. It's I wish crazy. I, I, wish I had easy touchdowns like that. <laughs> right? I'll still be playing.
1: <laughs> right, now I'm going to say this though. I think it does come to a point where. The Raiders, Raider Nation, kind of has to accept that maybe they don't have the talent defensively to stop elite offenses. Like you can mask your deficiencies on defense for you know a certain amount of time, or only for so long, really. Uh, And it works against backup quarterbacks like a Chase Daniel, you know, who doesn't have many weapons around him. But when you're playing the Ghost zone,
0: yeah zone coverage and all that could work for for some quarterbacks like that. But when you're playing a guy that has seen, I mean, he's seen man-to-man man all the time too, but at least you make it hard on him to make completions. But if you're talking about a guy where you're trying to roll and and do all this in disguise and do it, come on, man. Aaron Aaron's seen that in his sleep, man.
1: For the Raiders, this really is, you know, facing a guy like Aaron Rodgers, uh, facing an elite offense. That's really when your talent shows or lack thereof. Uh, so I feel like this was a measuring stick for the Raiders. And so they know they need some help. Um, I feel like they need to be willing and dealing before the trade deadline, what do you think? You feel like getting the pass rusher is going to be number one priority?
0: Um, I'm not necessarily saying go out there and panic and trade for somebody and all that. I'm just saying as coaches, you find a way to get the players you have right now in the best situations for the team that you're playing. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like game plan-wise, that was not a good game plan against the Raiders. Do I feel like this is the Raiders team that – that we're accustomed to seeing the last two. No, I feel like they've been playing good football, but you came in there kind of using that same game plan you've been using the last weeks against a totally different quarterback. And I felt like you didn't adjust to Aaron Rodgers. That first quarter against Patrick Mahomes, they came out. They challenged the receivers. They forced Patrick to make some tough throws. He was not making them. Then the Chiefs adjusted. The Raiders still were playing man-to-man and they were able to make some plays. But at least you came out that week like we are going to challenge and force them to make some tough throws. And it's it's, no matter what type of quarterback you are, when you're getting press coverage, number one, that gives the defensive line a couple extra seconds to get there because the ball doesn't necessarily come out the quarterback hands that fast unless it's just like a quick fade route or something. But other than that they got to wait for him to run a slant wait for him to run an in route and if you're challenging them then that takes a little bit more time than just giving the receivers free releases so no need to panic Raider Nation just get the guys in in, in the right position I'm not going to say hey let's trade for a big time pass or give up some draft picks no we're fine we just got to get back and we got to put in the right game plan for the right people
1: Yeah, I think um, people like myself aren't patient because they want to see results, like, right now. Um, And it may take some time, and that's fine. I do like what I'm seeing from a guy like Max Crosby, uh, a rookie, you know. I feel like his ceiling is so high, and he's going to be an elite pass rusher in this league, in my opinion. Hey, Raider Nation. So, I'm cutting into our podcast because we recorded earlier on Monday. And just after we finished, I checked my phone and saw the Raiders traded cornerback Garen Conley to the Texans. For a third round pick. So, of course, that put a damper on my posting plan. So, instead of posting the podcast this morning, I thought I'd wait it out to see if the Raiders made any more trades uh, before the end of the night. So, uh, it is now 8 p.m. And hopefully nothing happens before I go to sleep. (laughs) Okay? Uh, But it's the Raiders. Never a dull moment. Never a dull news day. We'll see what happens. Now, my first thought on the Gary and Conley trade was why didn't they wait until Sunday night after the game because the Raiders play the Texans this week, right? And the trade deadline isn't until October 29th, so they still had some time to make this move. But who knows, maybe they're trying to stockpile picks to make some more moves because I have a feeling the Raiders aren't done yet. So we shall see. But the reason why I was saying, you know, why don't they wait until Sunday after the game Is because now Conley has plenty of time to go to Houston, learn the base of that defense, give the Texans some intel, right? Play on Sunday and possibly pick off Derek Carr. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Uh, Maybe he won't even play. But like I said, it's early. So it's Monday. He probably landed there uh, tonight, Monday night in Houston. And he's going to get to work on Tuesday. And that is plenty of time to get ready for a football game. That's for sure. Or at least plenty of time to give the Texans some intel. So we shall see. Well, with that said, the Raiders got a third round pick, which was basically one of the picks they lost when they got Antonio Brown from the Steelers. Now Conley becomes the third. Yes, the third first round pick traded away in the past 14 months. The third Raiders first-round pick traded away in the last 14 months. Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper are the other two, of course. Now, John Gruden said he wanted to get younger at corner. Um, hello? Conley is just 24 years old. Basically, he was trying to say Conley didn't live up to expectations. Point blank, period. Because it's true, he didn't. This was a guy who was a projected top 10, top 15 pick, Right. And he dropped to the Raiders at 24 overall because of a sexual assault allegation uh, that was later dropped. And then he basically missed his entire rookie season because of a shin injury. Kind of a weird injury, I think. It was a little worse than McKenzie and the Raiders uh, made it out to be. Uh, Then last year, his second season, it was a little inconsistent. We saw glimpses of a really, really talented player. Uh, He was ranked, I believe, in the top 10 for passes defense but he also gave up a crap ton of big plays and you saw that again this sunday you know when the raiders played the packers and this is something that gruden lightweight called out during the press conference but when the raiders were in man coverage conley got burnt and gave up a 59 yard catch to marquez valdez scantling and i think conley was also in coverage when scantling caught that 74 yard touchdown (laughs) so yeah rough day at the office for conley I mentioned that, you know, in my discussion with James earlier. I can't say I'm surprised by this trade because I'm not. I also can't say I don't like it. I don't love it uh, for many reasons, but I don't hate it either. Uh, He didn't live up to expectations, right? And Gruden believes in Trayvon Mullen, the Raiders' second-round draft pick. He also believes in Nevin Lawson and Isaiah Johnson. He believes these are good young players with bright futures. So we'll see how it all plays out. What I don't like... Is it's another first round pick that didn't pan out. You never like to see that. But this was on McKenzie's watch, Reggie McKenzie's watch. So you can't blame, you know, Mike Mayock or John Gruden for this. Now, the only first rounder left from McKenzie's tenure, it's pretty crazy, is safety Carl Joseph, who's in his final year of his rookie contract, you know, after his fifth year option was declined uh, this offseason. Now, I don't see the Raiders signing him this offseason. He's going to test free agency, and I'm sure he will find a perfect fit, another home. Uh, If Carl was just a few inches taller, I think he would be a baller, for real, because he struggles covering tight ends, man, okay? Because I think they list him at, like, 5'10". He's really 5'7". Come on. Um, I love his passion. I love that he's a heavy hitter. Uh, Likes to drop the hammer, of course, but it just hasn't worked out. But we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Raiders love him and they're going to sign him this offseason for cheap. Who knows? All right, well, it's time to get back to our regular scheduled podcast. But before we get to that, we have to take a quick break. So stay where you are. Hey, Blue Wire listeners. Let's be honest. Men look their best when they're wearing a suit. The problem is, suits are expensive, and a lot of men can't afford a custom-made suit. That's why there's Indochino. Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and much more. And the best part, everything is made to your exact measurements for great fit. Oh. I lied. The best part is they're affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under $400. So why don't you start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase at Indochino.com when you enter the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout. Plus, shipping is free. Again, that's Indochino.com. Enter the promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Visit Indochino.com. If it wasn't for the two red zone turnovers, James... The Raiders offense played really freaking well, Absolutely. you know, without Tyrell and without Trent Brown.
0: Man. And that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm saying. Like Raider nation is talking about a stupid fumble out the back of the end zone. I understand it was a big play, but this yeah. dude is out there with free agent receivers. He is out there yeah. with, with basically one tight end. At, at, I mean, one target at tight end
1: here. I'll read them real quick. So Trevor Davis, Keelan Doss, Marcel Aitman, Hunter Renfro. Those are your receivers. Not a single one of them were supposed to be a top three receiver entering this year, entering this season. Yeah. Okay? Like, this is who Derek Carr is working with. Obviously, you're getting a lot, relying heavily, and getting a lot of production out of your tight ends, which is great. Darren Waller, you know, Derek Carrier, and um, Foster Moreau. That's great. But the wide receivers, they need to step up. They need to get more production out of them. So is that your biggest concern?
0: I mean, it is it is my biggest concern because you need to have big-time playmakers on the outside, man, because it's not only going to open it up for Darren Waller, it's going to open it up for Josh Jacobs. Yeah. So he does not see eight-man box, you know what I'm saying? You're talking about a Raider offense that, what you with what you just said at the wide receiver position, was going up and down the field on a top five defense like yeah. this Packers defense is no slouch mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like coach Gruden had the right plays called Derek Carr was making the right throws like they were making plays besides the throw he tried to force you know late in the game down to, down the seam to Waller which was a tip ball interception
1: mm-hmm. you know what I
0: mean like he played an unbelievable game man making plays with what he what he had out there on that field I can't imagine when he gets Tyrell Williams back, when he gets a Zay Jones back, guys that's able to spread the field and and open it up and win they one on one matchups, and now you got different guys to throw to. The offense is in very very good shape with the playmakers yeah. they have. They just they just got to get healthy, but that is a that is a bright spot, man. The for offense sure. went down there against a very good defense, man, and played football every time. Aaron responded, DC responded,
1: exactly, exactly. Minus those two turnovers, seriously. And if you look at Derek Carr's numbers, he was twenty two of twenty eight for two 200- hundred. Ninety-three yards, two touchdowns, had that interception and that fumble. Josh Jacobs, 124 yards on 21 carries. That's 5.9 yards per carry. Darren Waller, 126 yards on seven catches and two touchdowns. Should have had... A third touchdown, but as you remember, David Sharp, who's in for Trent Brown, got called on a holding call, so it negated that wide-open Darren Waller touchdown. It was a great play. Um, So if Trent Brown comes back, you know, this offensive line with all their starters, they're going to be formidable. They're going to be ridiculous. Josh Jacobs will continue to do what he does. And honestly, I'm fine with getting a lot of production out of your tight ends, but again, you want some speedy guys or just some guys that can be capable of playing on the outside.
0: Exactly, and I'm not saying when Tyrell Williams comes back, you stop going to Darren Waller. No, I'm just saying he opens up. uh, up. Zay Jones will open it up. And really who you're opening it up for is is, um, Josh Jacobs, man, because, okay, play us man-to-man now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. When we got guys that's gonna win their one on ones on the outside, and we got a tight end that's gonna win his one on ones. Play us man to man now and stop Jacobs. We're gonna kill you. We're gonna make these throws. So now you're gonna have to get some people out of the box. You're gonna have to play zone, and then that's when we can run the ball and really have our way, you know, with the defenses. So. You need weapons on the outside, man.
1: I really like uh, Keelan Doss. I just think he needs more opportunities and more reps. And I think that he, he can be a decent receiver on the outside for the Raiders. I don't know uh, what you think about him, the, the Bay Area native.
0: This is this is my thing. I'm not saying that none of the young boys can't play. Yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Keelan Doss. I'm he a is. fan of Trevor Davis. I was praising Hunter Renfro in the, in, the, uh, in the training camp. Yes. Like, I'm a fan of these guys. But the only thing about it is, is the defenses that they're playing against are not a fan of them. Yeah. So it's not gonna say that, man. We gotta stop Keelan Doss, you know? No. They're gonna get up in Keelan Dawson's face. You know what I'm saying? The chemistry with him and uh him in DC, they still working on that. You know what I mean? And then they're gonna stop Josh Jacobs, at least with Zay Jones in there. The the coordinators know Zay could play. Zay could run routes, big time receiver. He could catch Tyrell Williams. He could fly, big time receiver on the outside. So look, we gotta account for these guys. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of the same thing like the Minnesota Vikings. You gotta account. For Diggs and Thielen, so what happens to dalvin cook he's a five games 100 yards plus every single game because he's not seeing eight in the box because you have to account for these receivers and when those two guys come back that's what josh jacobs is gonna see
1: yes so i think it's safe to say neither of us are worried about this raiders offense but we are worried about this raiders defense and next up they travel to Houston to take on the 4-3 and Texans. This is a huge AFC game. Because we're talking about playoff implications for later in the, the season. Sean,
0: What? I know.
1: Well, listen. Really? Possible tie breaks for the wild card spot. That's what we're talking about, really. I know it's early, but the Texans are coming off a loss to the Colts. And the Colts took first place in the South. Uh, so the Texans and the Raiders are both second in their respective divisions. Uh, now we know. Deshaun Watson, as you mentioned, he's a problem. However, James, I think that this Raiders defense is capable of slowing down Watson, Carlos Hyde, and Duke Johnson, slowing down the run game. Okay, Their run D is not the problem. DeAndre Hopkins, on the other hand, shoot, Kenny Steeles on the other hand, I think that this is going to be a problem. Uh, their air attack, if they can get that going. So what do you think about uh, this matchup?
0: Well, number one, first and foremost, coming off the bus, I'm doubling number 10. <laughs> and that and that is <laughs> and that is deandre hopkins i i am i am doubling him i am kenny Steele's gonna have to beat me mm. you know what I'm, kenny kenny steels is gonna have to be the guy that's gonna have to make these plays and he's gonna have to beat me but i'm not gonna let deandre hopkins take over this game so i'm gonna put a corner on him and you know i'm gonna always have some safety help over him i'm gonna always tra- challenge him at the line line of scrimmage now a lot of people don't understand. DeAndre Hopkins is the 99 on Madden. DeAndre Hopkins is a special receiver in this National Football League. But if it's one weakness that DeAndre Hopkins has, it's getting off the press coverage and mm. getting off the line of scrimmage. That's why whenever he plays Jalen Ramsey, whenever he plays a lot of these good corners, they get up in their face, and they, they get up in his face, and they jam him at the line of scrimmage to redirect him. Mm. Will, will Watson still give him opportunities? Yes, because he's a guy that the 50-50 balls we call is 90-10 uh, when it comes to, to Hopkins. But his strength is not getting off the press. So I would put help over the top, and I would put a long corner on him like Conley, and I would jam him at the line of scrimmage to make it hard on him to get off the line of scrimmage and the Watson probably will come off of him and probably look at somebody else and force Kenny steals to Kenny steals to beat you. And then the last thing said, like we always say every week, you have to find a way to get some pressure on Watson. If he's standing back there and he's, he's, he doesn't have happy feet and he's just chilling, he will kill you. He's a good. He's a good passer <laughs> too. So we got to get pressure on him. But first thing, first off the bus, make sure Hopkins doesn't take over this game.
1: Yeah, and make sure also though, uh, you got to contain Watson with his feet because I think he's one of the leading rushers on his team. So absolutely, got to make sure he's not getting loose. For uh, some big gains. But I think the Raiders are going to be okay uh, when it comes to that. I, I'm just worried about, you know, their receivers, as you mentioned. Now, the Texans, they have beat the Chiefs, Falcons, Chargers, Jaguars, James. The Chiefs win, that was really impressive. That actually had me scared. But now – I'm really not as scared after watching them play the Colts, um, and I'm also not as scared as I was entering this game against Green Bay. I really think the Raiders can beat the Texans. I think it's going to be up to the Raiders' offense. Um, If the offense stays consistent and limits their mistakes, limits their turnovers, you know, they'll put up a lot of points in this game, in my opinion, and then you just have to rely on the defense to make a couple stops uh, to seal the game, and I think it's possible. I'm really confident the Raiders can win this game, and hopefully next week, you know, all the car haters and Raiders haters will go back and hide hiding um because i say this every week this is a week to week league and it's funny to see all the reactions and how reactionary people are after one loss including myself but it's natural james okay it's natural to react Uh, week to week but I think the Raiders definitely have a chance
0: absolutely it's natural man everybody thinks they have the answers you know I coach I coach uh six U and eight U flag football and I come to the sideline and the parents always telling me do this do that uh shut up Uh, I know what I'm doing I know what I'm doing I know what's open I know what's working I've been at practice the whole week with the kids have you no, I know what these kids could do best. I know what these kids can't do best. All right, so leave me alone. Sit down in your chair. Relax, okay? When we win, put your Raiders hat on and, and cheer for us. When we lose, put your Raiders hat on and cheer for us. But listen, we're doing everything we can to make this thing work.
1: Hey, you know I know being a coach's wife, and I'm in the stand sitting next to all these people who think that they know how to coach. I'm like, first of all, shh. <laughs> be quiet anyways you know, we don't need to go there but um yeah so I think the Raiders have a chance to win so we'll see and hopefully we are having a positive podcast uh next week I think this one was oh pretty positive go. I think this one I was pretty positive
0: I yeah I don't see there there's no way that this Texans defense could stop the Raiders offense there there's no way they might be able to slow down the run game because they got they got a pretty decent front seven but there's no way that they're going to be able to stop the Raiders' offense in the pass game. That secondary is is, is not strong at all. They definitely ain't going to be able to cover Waller. So the Raiders should have their way, man. They just got to make the plays.
1: I love it. All the positivity. I 100% agree with you um, on that one. So Raider Nation, hopefully James is now out of the doghouse because he's back on board with the Silver and Black. Oh,
0: man, I should have never been in the doghouse (laughs) for Raider Raider Nation, man. You know what I'm saying? I always ride for Raider Nation, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of keeping it 300 if you haven't done so already please rate us and write a review like right this second turn me off go to apple podcast rate us and write a review We would really appreciate it till next time for james i'm fallon we out
0: peace